I forget. Turn in your Bibles this morning uh, to John chapter 1. I don't know what it is about us, but we love to celebrate. We love to celebrate. I remember being a child and going to school, and from time to time, uh, you'd get cupcakes. You'd get cupcakes in your class. And as any other boy, um, I, I was happy. I was happy to get cupcakes in my class. And the interesting thing was, I wasn't concerned why we got cupcakes, just that we got cupcakes. You know, whose birthday is it? I don't know. Well, we got cupcakes. It was a good day. Uh, what, why, why are we having a party? Uh, Halloween, Easter, Cesar Chavez Day. I don't care. You know, we get snacks. This is good. And we love to celebrate. Unfortunately, it doesn't just stay in elementary school, right? Uh, we love to celebrate. We celebrate uh, birthdays and anniversaries and Labor Day. And we celebrate the Super Bowl and World Cup, the last day of school, the hundredth day of school, Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving. We celebrate anything. Um, and a lot of times we just see it as just another party. And this morning, uh, we're going to start on a kind of a, a Christmas journey uh, through John chapter 1. And just a portion of John chapter 1. Because it excites me uh, to see who this Jesus is that we're celebrating. Uh, I realize that uh, not everyone celebrates Jesus this time of year. And that's okay. For them, for them. But we will choose to celebrate Jesus. And there's a reason. It's not just because there's good food and we like trees and lights and uh, we like getting family together. But there's a there's a reason that we should celebrate Jesus. And so I'm asking that you would contemplate Jesus with me as we consider him from John chapter one. If you'd stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you, uh, starting at verse 9. God's word says this, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. We have seen his glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this, this is he whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, He has made him known. 
God, I ask your blessing on this passage, not just today, but as we go through this time, uh, this Christmas season where we celebrate the birth of your son. God, help us to uh, contemplate properly and see him as central, to not forget him, uh, but to cherish him and worship him. It's in his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So next week, uh, the choir's going to share with us, uh, and I'm going to be sharing just a few words from John chapter 1. And then the following week, uh, the kids are going to uh, do some stuff in the service. I guarantee it'll be chaos. We'll, we'll hope not to uh, flip-flop those, you know, that chaos comes on the choir week and uh, so on and so forth. Anyways, but uh, choir's next week. We'll be sharing a few words from John chapter 1 and then the following week as well from John chapter 1, um, this passage. Um, as we look at God's word, it starts out in John chapter 1 and it's kind of a confusing passage at first read because it doesn't refer to Jesus Christ. It refers to him. It's obviously speaking of him as you read. Uh, but it says, in the beginning was the Word, this is verse 1, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And as we go through, uh, John refers to Jesus as being the Word, the Word. And that's hard for us. He doesn't go into lengthy detail on why, uh, but the original readers knew. As as they would term this, it was a, a philosophical term, if you will, uh, of deity, of this being God, of wisdom and intellect, and the the idea of being over all. And as they referred to in times past, they have uh, even many years before Christ, different writers, different philosophers referred to God as being the Word. The difference being that John uses this as being this impersonal God. That's the way they would have used it in this philosophical sense. But as he uses this term that's just the word, the word, the God who may be distant, he tells of details that talks about the God over all that seems impersonal, doing very personal things and reaching down and coming to this earth. And so we see not the impersonal God of wisdom and intellect and ability, but we see the God who is all of that being a personal God as well. And we'll reflect on that as we see uh, John chapter 1 being described, describing God being Jesus as they would have uh, referred to this, it was almost a force-like, but John identifies Christ as that plus all that it is to be a personal God. And as we look at uh, verse 9, this is where we'll be this morning. It says, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. <clears throat> the first thing that we see, and we're going to look at uh, three things this morning, that Jesus is and was, was the light, the light. Now, we know about light, especially those of us who live out uh, beautiful Tehachapi. And some of you live on the outskirts of nowhere, right? Uh, Tehachapi in itself being nowhere, and you guys live on the outskirts of nowhere. 
And there's those nights where it's dark. Um, and, and if all the lights are off in your house, your house doesn't exist. It's gone. You can't see it. And you know what just a simple light will do. Uh, what a, a great invention it was for us to have electricity. Now we can stay up all night long and work if we want to. Uh, we know what it is to have light. Jesus is identified as the light, the light, not just another light. Uh, there's an implication here in this passage, but that he is the true light, the one and only. As we see how great it is to celebrate Jesus, we, we celebrate him as the true light. In a world of darkness, that, that, that's, that's what makes this important. Uh, lights are not important during the daytime, are they? In fact, we turn them off. Uh, we don't need them. They're, they're not important. We love natural light. But the world, apart from Jesus, is darkness. Is darkness. And, and you all know what that is, right? You could stand and give testimony of dark places that you have been, dark places you have seen, dark things that have gone on in your own heart. And so as we come and we consider who this Jesus is, he is the true light. I want to tell you also, I think that it points to, as John was writing this and the inspiration of God, God wanted to make sure that we knew that there are other lights too. There are other lights. And you say, well, what are they? There are other gods who are really no gods at all. There are things and places and people that we would follow and chase after, thinking that it'll make life meaningful, thinking that it'll make life good and filled with light. They leave us empty, remaining in the dark. As we consider who Jesus is, um, my fear is for us as we go over this verse, this verse 9 that says that Jesus is the true light. My fear is that we go, yeah, 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 yeah. And then go continue to chase after other things that, that won't give us light in our life at all. Money, you know, money gonna make, money's going to make the difference in your life, isn't it? Isn't it? You guys are nodding your head this way, that way, you know. I'm not sure what the right answer is. And money's going to make your life better, right? It's the true light. It'll make the difference. It won't. For those of you who don't have money, don't chase after it because it won't. For those of you who have money, give testimony that it won't. Um, It's not the true light. Our our own health. I I think sometimes we think, uh, you know, if I could just get rid of this back problem or if I could just get rid of this ailment that I've had, that somehow that that would would make my life complete. And that's the thing that will really change. It'll bring meaning and and goodness to my life. I want to tell you that there's only one true light and his name is Jesus. He is the one that we need. 
We pursue education. We pursue you know, the perfect family. We pursue uh, some spot in life that somehow we, we read 